Very pleased to be joined on the line by our resident economist here at the peak from the Pyle Group, Scotia Wealth Management. We say hello to Andrew Pyle. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, John. All right. So it is the last trading day of Q3 here in 2019. Uh, what's been going on these last couple of months? Well, summer was a blur. And I think for a lot of people, the markets will feel like it was a blur. There was obviously no shortage of things to watch and watch out for during the summer months. Uh, interesting, though, as we wrap up the trading, John, for the quarter and the month, uh, equity markets, generally speaking, not bad. In fact, the uh, for the fourth or for the third quarter, the Toronto stock market was up about 1.9%. That was actually better than what we saw in the States, where we saw the markets up about 0.7, um, Really, you know, showing uh, a lot more strength in the Canadian market later in the quarter due to strength in oil prices and energy stocks. Um, but a decent quarter for the uh, for the TSX, and actually for the year, John, uh, numbers will look very good to investors. We're up about sixteen and a half percent for the Toronto market since the beginning of the year, uh, more or less in line with what we've seen in the U.S. markets. And in fact, when we look around the world, including Europe, again, not a bad uh, year uh, for investors as they start to open up their September statements. Was this more or less what we were expecting for Q3? You know, I think a lot of people came into the third quarter, uh, John, expecting that maybe we would give back some of the strength that we saw in the first half of the year. And, you know, there were months, obviously, as we got into August. I mean, August was not a good month. We saw stock markets down. Uh, a lot of people fearful that that could potentially wipe out a big chunk of what we had seen in the first half. Uh, but we did get that pop in September. And uh, even though we've seen a little bit of volatility in the last week or so, uh, we've been able to hold those gains. And so, again, we, we add another close to 2% uh, for the TSX, assuming that we end today, obviously, on a positive note, which looks likely that we will. Um, so, yeah, I think we were probably pleasantly surprised, John, as, as what's happened during the third quarter. Is this, though, lulling us into a false sense of security looking ahead to the fourth quarter? Well, it's interesting. We go into October, John, and you know, typically we expect to see a little bit more volatility in the autumn months. Uh, October historically uh, has had, uh, we've seen obviously sharp declines in markets. It doesn't happen every year, obviously. Um, But as we head into October, I think you'll see investors perhaps a little bit more cautious. Uh, There's still a lot of talk about a recession hitting North America as we get into 2020 and 2021. That, you know, that view, John, really was present at the end of the second quarter as well. Um, but you're seeing a lot more economists now looking out towards the next 12 and 18 months to say, look, there's no, there's no way the economy can maintain the health that we've seen. Um, and at some point, you would expect that that will start to be reflected in stock prices. Although, again, you know, looking at where we have come this year um, and assuming that markets are a good predictor of the economy going forward, you'd have to say that the markets, at least, have not been predicting any real probability of a recession anytime soon. So what does this mean for the average investor who's, who's looking to balance their assets with, with equity or with bonds? Well, it's a great point, John. I think, you know, as investors look at how things performed in their portfolio over the course of the third quarter, um, taking a very, very close look at where their exposures are right now, because obviously, if the equity markets are up d- double digit for the year, that would mean that perhaps or probably uh, the stock portion of your portfolio is up. And for some investors, John, that might mean that maybe today uh, they're actually a little bit heavy in terms of their stock exposure or or heavier than where they would normally like to see that. 
So to your point, this would be a good opportunity perhaps to maybe rebalance the portfolio back to levels that are more appropriate. Uh, the other thing, too, and we've talked about this on the show, is the bond market has also been extremely strong this mm-hmm. year. Bond yields have declined sharply, uh, meaning bond prices have gone up. So even when you look at the bond side of your portfolio, that part of your portfolio probably has done very well uh, in addition to stocks. So you, you're hearing a lot more, John, of investors looking at both of these asset classes, the stocks that they own, the bonds that they own, and they may even look at perhaps rebalancing out of both of those and maybe building a little bit of cash as we go through the last three months of 2019. Because that's fairly unusual, isn't it, for both to see gains? It is unusual. <clears throat> it's not unusual in a very short period of time, but I think given that we've had nine months now basically of a bond market rally and a stock market rally, I would say that that is unusual. There's a lot of factors behind that. Obviously, the central bank in the states is starting to cut rates now. We expect the Bank of Canada probably will follow suit at some point. We've seen uh, a lot of easing taking place in Europe, which has really driven us into this low-yield environment. Um, But there are risks for the bond market, just like there are for stocks. We talk about recessions being risky for stocks. Well, things like rising government deficits and perhaps rising inflation over time, um, those are not positive things for the bond market. So both of these things in your portfolio right now, are facing risks that, you know, I think the average investor really has to sit down, look at, or sit down with their advisor and, you know, take a look at, you know, do I, should I be this exposed to these various assets um, in a period which, I mean, I think we'd all agree is, is unprecedented in terms of policy mm. and unprecedented in terms of what we've seen with interest rates. All right. Well, we we will wait and see what happens in the last quarter of 2019. Our resident economist, Andrew Pyle from the Pyle Group, Scotia Wealth Management. Thank you so much for joining us on Talk of the Town. If people want more information about any of the topics that we've covered today, where should they go? Well, John, they can always reach out to us on our website at pilegroup.ca. Our contact information there. They'll also see links to the research that we put out on a regular basis uh, on all these topics that we talk about on the show. Andrew Pyle, we will talk to you next Monday. Thanks so much. Thank you, John. Have a great week.